just a boy and a woman and a man looking extremely upset. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike our way through Wikipedia. I am the flop, Tim, and with me are my turn and river. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. I do, I'm so surprised by this. I'm I'm Texas Hold'em Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm uh, uh, a pair Sky. Wow. <laughs> a pair of Sky. So <laughs> what we do on this podcast is we hitchhike our way through Wikipedia, like I noted, starting at one page on that blessed website and going from page to page using the links within each page to reach a destination. Tonight, I am having Sky and Kyle go from card marking to coin flipping. Oh, oh. wow. Yeah, a little bit of a, a bit of a gambling kick going on on this one tonight. Uh... And to see who goes first, I have a fun little fact about playing cards to ask you about. Okay. So, uh, a normal 52-card deck, right? Yeah. No jokers. I want you to tell me how many different variations... Uh, How many different ways can you shuffle a deck of cards? How many... How many configurations... (laughs) How many can? Yeah, you're talking about how many configurations of a deck of fifty-two cards can there be? I'm going to make this easier on you. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to ask. I'm not asking for the exact number. I want to know how many digits are in that number. I'll give you a hint. So we're talking like one shuffle. No, no, not one shuffle. How many? How many total? different configurations like of a deck of cards oh, can I there be this. yes <laughs> so the first oh. the first number is eight but i want to know how many digits <laughs> how many digits the number comprises and okay, closest one so will win tonight i i knew this at, well not i didn't know it as like ah, i have a fact but like i've i've heard <laughs> this before um back when i was looking up like how because i've heard different ways of this was this is back in my netrunner days of like how best to shuffle a deck mm-hmm. and doing like doing the bridge is yeah. it actually that effective um, no it's not great it's actually the most effective is like being like all right like five piles and just one two three four five one two three four five one two three four five and just doing that several times and then like just sort of you know, shuffling with your hands. I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> shuffling like with your mo- hands, yeah. Moving them around. Uh, but yeah, it's... I don't want to give anything away, but it's a mind-boggling number. Hand shuffles. Or as as it's uh, known online, it's huffles. So I... Oh my gosh. I want each of you to message me your guess of how many digits this number contains. Oh my gosh. I, I, oh, I'm so mad about this. <laughs> I'm just irrationally mad i mean it's i don't know it's, why it's math it's that's the that's the natural response to math is to get angry well, <laughs> well because like all right so because what i'm thinking is like is it just like 
okay, for every, it feels like a, a one of those solutions where, um, it feels like, yeah, there was an ice block. They were standing on an ice block situation. Like there's not a, like, it, this feels like it should be more simple than it actually is. And like, then my brain is making Yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, not, it's not like a locked room puzzle or something. It's, there is, there is math. Um, you know what? Are you looking for closest, or is it just like closest? Yeah, closest. Doesn't matter if you go over or not. I already gave my my answer. I saw it. Alright, I should should find you. Uh, Where is Tim? We apparently have not messaged each other for a long Uh, time. While Sky (laughs) is... While Sky is saying that, I actually want to. I, I would like to change my intro. Uh, it should be Cowboys, Kyle. Cowboys, uh, Kyle. Cards. Yeah, it's a pair of kings. Maverick. It's Cowboys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I had not heard that before. Yeah. All right. Well, answers. So, uh, Sky, Sky, please go back and edit. Yeah, that. edit. Yeah, that go back post. and edit a ma- yeah. mahjong joke in the mind. Cowboys. <laughs> All right. Answers are in. Uh, So I asked, how many digits are in the number that comprises the total number of variations of a 52-card deck? Yeah. Uh, Kyle answered 12 digits. Sky answered 55. Great. (laughs) Correct answer is 8 times 10 to the 67th power. So essentially 68 digits yeah. So mad. It is <laughs> otherwise known as 52 factorial. So 52 times 51 times 50 times 49, on and on and on. Until you Amazing. get down to one. Yeah. Uh, and that's a really big number, dudes. There's, yeah, it's it real like big. There's, there's more numbers in it than there are cards in the deck. Or like more well, digits yeah. in it. I remember them like saying that. So I was like, uh, round because 55 is bigger than 52. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is such a big number that Odds are quite good that if you shuffle a deck of cards enough, they usually say around like seven riffle shuffles, that you would have a deck that has never been seen before by the universe until that point. Wow. That that, that specific combination of cards, how they're stacked in that deck, has not been seen by the universe before. I I like that. Unbelievable. Because how many years have... like? People are playing with decks of cards all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't for for a long time. It's like... It's... Well, specifically the 52-card deck, which has only been in... It has only been in use for... It's it's a shorter time than you think it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say... I want to say it's like a thousand years, but I don't know. Oh, well, that's well, much longer. I would have <laughs> like 300 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, I okay. Longer than that. Yeah. We might actually run into it tonight, but I'm pretty yeah, sure true. it's it's shorter than I I, I it, and again this is this is from Wikipedia I'm sure, but like I, I think it is a much shorter time than we think it is. Excellent, gotcha. So Sky, you have one uh, the right to go first tonight. We are starting once again on card marking, and we are trying to get to coin flipping. Coin flipping. Card marking is the process of altering cards in a method only apparent to marker or conspirator, such as bending or adding visible marks to a card. Uh, This allows different methods for card sharps to cheat or may be used for magic tricks. Ooh. To be effective, the distinguishing marker marks must be visible on the 
obverse sides of the cards, which are normally uniform. Mm-hmm. Card back, that's all. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, card marking is often used to cheat uh, mm-hmm. when gambling. Many casinos, particularly those in Las Vegas, alter decks of cards they sell to tourists, either by punching holes through the middle of the cards or trimming their edges to prevent cheaters from returning to the game tables after buying the cards and then slipping the favorable cards into their hands while playing. Uh, fun fact, you can uh, they sell... So you can buy a used deck of cards that has a hole punched through it. And so, so like not only are they getting a deck of cards that they're destroying... They're selling it to you for an additional amount of money by, you know, right. they, they, they beat you in che- you know, by gambling in the gambling actual, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're at the table and then and then sell you the, the deck of cards that you <laughs> that beat. Yeah, you. Buy, buy the deck that beat you. Here you go. It's garbage now. Mm-hmm. You can't use it. But, you know, it served its purpose right. of taking almost all your money. Most Please of your let money it finish the job money. by buying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yep. That's how it works. So, uh, the first attempts... To, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I had nothing. Oh, sorry. Uh, the first attempts to mark playing cards involve bends, crimps, and tiny pinprint bumps known as blisters resembling the Braille script. Later, when the first designs appeared on the backs of playing cards, cheats began altering the designs on the backs of cards. Hustlers have used various inks, pigments, and scratches to add or remove lines or patterns from the back of the card design. Some varieties of card marking include blockout work, cutout work, scroll work, shade work, and tint work. Wow. Just sounds like stuff you can I... do to a car. <laughs> hey, uh, hold on. How do we know that, though? The first attempts to mark playing card involving right. bends, crimps, and tight. Like, the first attempts, I if feel... they're good enough, we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, then it says science and technology has have enhanced it. Uh, mm-hmm. Most modern technologies are variations of shade techniques, citation needed. Um, traditional blockout and cutout work have the disadvantage that they must be read close up because the marks are tiny. They're just so small. <laughs> Such so small. dog ear the card. Uh, Oops. <laughs> on the other hand, another advantage of luminous and juice marked card technology, citation needed, is that they can be read <laughs> close up or from across the table. Um... I don't know what luminous and juice marked card technology is. They Are we going to find out? Is it on here? Here it is. Okay. So juice marking, which is the most the one I really want to know about, because what? The marks are only visible when a person is trained to read the marks. What? <laughs> no filtered sun- sunglasses are required, although glasses could be used to make it easier to spot these marks. What? So, so but don't, tell like us how it, they do it. I d- yeah, they don't explain it's how, just, but yeah. it is... Li- it, there's a mark on the card in a different spot and like i've seen these done before where it's like uh like spoken spokes on a bicycle wheel yeah and like the number of spokes uh that are colored a certain way is this you know is the rank of the card or the suit or something like that yeah i guess I just so it's like a system of marking it on the back called juice marking weird i imagine because people probably yeah like you tried to do it with like a juice or something like that so that it like subtly tinted the card like no one's going to notice specifically but like cards get dirty when you're eating or whatever and like you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i i do like that it just breezes right past the video luminous marking of the like that you have to have um or, or i'm sorry the luminous marking 
that have to be that have to use gimmick special gimmick sunglasses or by wearing contact lenses. Yeah. Uh, no citation on that or other or further explanation as to what, how, like the original Luminous Systems uses red lenses and greenish ink on the back of red cards. Although more recent variations use chemicals applied to the cards. Great. Um, I want to know about these contact lenses. Are you wearing these weird tinted lenses for one? But then also, more importantly, do the gimmick sunglasses have a Groucho nose and and uh, mustache? Is I mean that feels important. I don't. I know can why. only assume. Yeah. And that you're There's really no... three three kids in a trench coat. <laughs> there are no uh, no citations on this page. Not a not a one. Um. Well, some mark cards can be identified. If you cite, if you cite, if you're a source of the internet for all this, they're coming after you. All right. Yeah. Some mark cards can be identified performing the gambler's riffle test, also known as going to the movies. What? Uh, Looking at the back of the cards while they were being riffled, the marks will dance around the back of the cards like an old-fashioned cartoon. Oh. Providing that the viewer knows what sort of marks to look for. Uh, the riffle test is less effective for detecting cards marked with luminous and juice methods. <laughs> a reflected light off the back of the card will reveal cutout work, uh, as well as many inks or solutions. Only the highest quality solutions will not burn the finish of the cards. Um, yeah. Weird. Card marking. Uh, I really love the juice dust uh, definition here as well. For the only reason to mention... Uh, just that it it begins with an advanced type of daub. That's all I wanted. That's all I really want to point out is that it's an advanced type of daub. It may be used to make an ad hoc juiced deck. It yeah. sounds like doesn't want it sounds like magic deck. or something like like Magic the <laughs> Gathering. Yeah. Oh man, let's see you come up against my ad hoc juiced deck. <laughs> You've activated mm-hmm. it. Yep. Nice. Job. I nice am. Stuff. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, there's some links here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Mm, there's a lot of... Hmm. So, we got playing cards. You can... Like, some some games, you flip coins. Uh, card sharps, cheating, magic tricks. Coins sometimes are involved. But there is gambling here. Gambling, like a coin flip is like chance. And I feel like I can get, I'm going gambling. I mean, that does sound right. Hmm. So you're going, hold on, which one are you going with again? Gambling. Yeah, all right. Because, well, Sky, uh, do I want to just go for magic tricks? Because that, like, that feels like a. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what? Yes, I'm going. Hold on. Do I want card tricks or ma- I want card tricks? Oh, but I. But that's not going to involve like coins and things like that. It's just going to be silly things about palming part. Mm. I'm going to do magic tricks. Cool. <laughs> magic tricks. I'm going to click magic, magic tricks. tricks. I'm not going to do over the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, gambling. Gambling. Um, there's a great photo here. Um, the card sharps by Kara 
Caravaggio? I don't know. Caravaggio, maybe. Caravaggio. Yeah. Uh, or, well, but it says that it's, in the URL it says Michelangelo Marisi. So maybe well, maybe Car- Caravaggio is is what it's called, and that translates to the card sharps. I don't know, uh, but sure. here I'll send cool. it over to you because it's good. <laughs> Just a boy and a woman and a man looking <laughs> extremely. Oh, upset. that is that is very. Uh, is the wagering something of value? So gambling, also known as betting, is the wagering something of value? The stakes. Parens quote the stakes unquote unparens. <laughs> on an event with an uncertain outcome with the intent of winning something of value. Gambling thus requires three elements to be present. Consideration, an amount wagered. Risk, chance, and a stooge. No, and a, pr- <laughs> and a prize. <laughs> the outcome of the wager is often immediate, such as a single roll of dice, a spin of a roulette wheel, or a horse crossing the finish line. But longer time frames are also common, allowing wagers, you know, I don't know, a longer time frames like maybe investing in a stock allowing wagers Mm. of the outcome (laughs) of a future sports contest or even an entire sports season the term gaming in the context simply refers to instances in which the activity has been specifically permitted by law this isn't gambling (laughs) it's gaming it ain't money playing the two words are not mutually exclusive i.e a gaming company refers offers legal gambling activities to the public and maybe regulated by one of the main gaming control boards like the nevada gaming control board wow (laughs) wow it's an international commercial activity with a legal gambling market totaling an estimated 335 billion in 2009 money wow uh in other forms gambling can be can be conducted with materials that have value but are not real money (laughs) like players of marble games might wager marbles uh, and pogs or magic the gathering can be played <laughs> for the collectible game pieces. I love I love uh, how a paragraph that has yeah. something with value also contains pogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna gamble with these beanie babies. Yeah. That's right. Uh gambling takes beanie baby uh, fighting back to... Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Back to the Paleolithic period, uh before written history. Earliest six-sided dice were found in Mesopotamia. They date to 300 BC. Uh, yeah. Poker uh, derives from the Persian game Asnas, uh, dating back to the 17th century. Um, first known casino, uh, the Ridotto, started operating in 1638. Which, wow, okay. Figure they'd have figured that out a long time ago. Um... Let's see. There's regulation here. Mm. Protestantism uh, views uh, gambling uh, not so great. (laughs) If you can imagine. Uh, Weird. Yeah. Islam. uh, There's a consensus among uh, the ulema uh, that gambling is uh, sinful. So you yeah. see this this illustration called Gamblers in the Ship of Fools from 1494? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, look at these guys. Oh, this is very good. 
They're all surrounded by a table, and one's wearing ears. A few of them are all wearing ears. Yeah. They all have ears. Yeah. One has the hood. The ears but they don't look down. like they're on a ship. That's a disappointment. No. This woodcut is attributed to the artist the Hans Nair Meister. It is an illustration from the book Stolitfira Novice, Ship of Fools. Oh, okay, so it's a, it's from the Ship of Fools. Mm-hmm. The book is called Ship of Fools, and this is right. from it. Um, Let's see. Lots of different types of gambling. Um, there's table games. There are electronic games. Fixed odds betting. Um, it doesn't really tell us what that means, but it just says fixed odds betting and paramutalil betting frequently occur as many types of sport at many types of sporting events and political elections. Um, in addition, many bookmakers often fix odds on a number of non-sports-related outcomes. For example, the direction and extent of movement of various financial indices, the winner of television competitions, such as Big Brother, and election results. Um, Big Brother. Yeah, like this. See who wins Big Brother. Gosh, yeah, the show. People still watch that. Why? Yeah, it's it's a big thing still. Uh, there's virtual sports. There's a lot of stuff here. Um, insurance is a method of shipping, shifting risks from one party to another. Uh, so that's a sort of a type of gambling. Um, investments are also usually not considered gambling, although some investments can involve significant risk. Examples of mm. investments include stocks, bonds, and real estate. Um, yeah. Some speculative investment activities are particularly risky, but are sometimes perceived to be different from gambling, like foreign currency exchange, prediction markets, or securities derivatives. Yeah. All wild stuff. Uh, there are negative consequences to gambling. <laughs> um, uh, there's some behavior involving variation in brain chemistry, and it can become a behavioral addiction. So to the wise problem gambling has multiple symptoms gamblers often gamble to try to win back money they have lost and some gamble to relieve feelings of helplessness and anxiety it's Mm. a bad time yeah uh but there was something i saw here where was it non-casino games uh they have card games carnival games uh coin toss wait carnival (laughs) games such as the razzle or hanky pank hanky pank wow and then it, there's, Hanky Pank is linked, but it says that the page does not exist. Uh, it is. It's a trick. Coin tossing games such as heads and tail or two up, and confidence tricks such as three card Monty or the shell game. And there's dice games. Uh, I mean, coin is here. Head and tail. And two up. Oh, that's a lot of options. Two up, two up has a asterisk. I have never seen an asterisk in a Wikipedia article it? before. Where is the asterisk? It's right out there at the bottom. It says, although coin tossing yeah. is not usually played in a casino, it has been known to be an oh. official gambling game in some Australian casinos. Amazing. So it's it's like it's like that um, Vegas vacation. Uh, that one part where the the cousin or whatever takes him to like this really like low key uh casino where the games are like pick a number or which hand. Oh yeah. 
All right. Um, I am going to click on head and tail because that looks like it's a part of coin flipping. It sounds like it sure does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is something that that my reviewer did not check and see when looking over this. Oops. Did that just go straight to coin flipping? It did. It does. <laughs> Amazing. It's all right, because it's uh, still fun to, to do this. Um, yeah. Let's check out Illusion, Michael. Illusions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> specifically, there was... Uh, we have been to this page before, or, or at least something very closely related. Um, I want. I do want to talk about like one or two things before wrapping up. Uh, the, uh, th- there are some interesting things here, uh, just in terms of like starting, I, I, I just want to begin with the, uh, you know, whatever Greek word, uh, magia is what they're saying. But, but more importantly to me, uh, the, the etymology for the Persian, uh, for the Persian word there, uh, this comes from the Persian, uh, the word for Persian priests who practice magic, uh, called magash. Uh, in Persian, which, I mean, feels like what someone says when witnessing a magic trick. My gosh. Um, anyway. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there were, there have been, there's been street magic. According to this, uh, performances that have, that modern observers would recognize as conjuring have been practiced throughout history. No citation there. Just, you know, a thing. Uh, for example, a trick with three cups and balls has been performed since 3 BC, and boy, are their arms tired. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, they, I mean, they go on to talk about a lot of the different types of magic tricks. Uh, but in, I think the best part of this page, though, is that every single section begins with a phrase that uh, is similar to, Opinions vary among magicians on how to categorize X. But a number of categories have been developed uh, because apparently no one can agree on how magic works, which feels a little bit like magic itself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, they do mention that a lot of the modern, uh, like modern entertainment, uh, kind of follows after. Um, you know, you have like your uh, Houdini's and stuff, but there you have people who do like. Uh, uh, machines that just kind of like do things like or or machines that uh, will automatically like cause a thing to happen quickly and so people saw that as a kind of magic for a while oh, okay. which is kind of cool yeah yeah uh, but then also there's uh, but then there's also like the um, yeah the escape the escape artist Houdini and there and then there's also like different like sleight of hands and things like that they break things down into a couple different uh a couple different uh categories specialties rather they say uh with your stage illusions parlor magic close up magic escapology pickpock magic pickpocket magic mentalism séances children's magic online magic online magic online what? magic hold on <laughs> i need to designed to function on a computer online screen. magic tricks designed to function on a computer screen the computer essentially replaces the magician it's magic. Some online magic tricks recreate traditional card tricks and require user participation, while others 
like Plato's cursed triangle, are based on mathematical, geometrical, or optical illusions. One such online magic trick, called Esmeralda's Crystal Ball, became a viral phenomenon that fooled so many computer users into believing their computer had supernatural powers, Snopes dedicated a page to debunking the trick. Great. So, um, corporate magic. Corporate magic <laughs> or trade show says. magic uses magic as communication and sales tool, as opposed to just straightforward oh. entertainment. We don't want that, none of that straightforward entertainment. Bring me the corporate magic. Get me someone who can pull a rabbit from a hat and also uh, make make our uh, charts more efficient. Mm. That would be magic. Gospel magic? Oh, yeah. Gospel magic uses magic to catechize and evangelize. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, is, this is different than I was thinking. Uh, Tim, you skipped right over math magic. Yep. Which is just great. Because math makes oh, us oh, angry. You're just... <laughs> it does. Uh, and then I really, I have to say, uh, there is a section, uh, you know, with all of this disagreement and like these different types of magic, including bizarre magic and shock magic, uh, which, which are different things according to this. Uh, it's possible that, you know, like actually using genre description thing and things like that are just made up. It's possible. I'm just saying, it. you know, uh, they have a section called classical magic. Which I'm sure is definitely not a weird classist thing. Oh wait, it is. Classical magic is a style of magic that conveys feelings of elegance and skill akin to prominent magicians of the 19th and 20th centuries. What? Great. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Of course, they have... I, I, I also enjoy the categories of effects. Someone... I. It's not so much that I enjoy that they're listed here. But I enjoy that someone had to take the time to think about, all right, when a, when a magic trick is done, what are all the things that can possibly happen? And there's a production. There's vanish. There's transformation, restoration, transposition, teleportation. Like they've done – they've got a list of all these things and examples of who does – who, you know, who are famous people who do them, uh, including a gif of a color change uh, thing – I have to share this with you because it's, let's see, how can I share this? Can I pop it? Yes, I can. Okay, so this is a GIF that shows a computer. This this is not a real person doing this. It is a computer-generated image of... Are you sure it's (laughs) not a real person? I mean, maybe that's the trick, Tim. It looks so real. I, I... like it's such a okay so a a weirdly posing woman she's very nearly t-posing but her legs move i guess walks through a an outlined box while a man in a suit looks on and her dress changes color twice online magic yeah it oh tim you're right that's what it is it's the online that it's online magic that's it you got it uh, but again, even with these categories here, the page is very careful to let you know. Uh, just so you know, uh, sometimes there's combinations of effects. So this ca- this list might, act- might actually not even be useful. For example, a, a cups and balls a, a trick a magician may use vanishes, productions, penetrations, teleportation, transformation, all as part of one presentation. Mm. Uh, the rhyming is uh, is accidental but appreciated. 
Um, the methodology behind, oh, there's no citation here, but I wish it, it had it. The methodology behind magic is often referred to as a science, often a branch of physics, while the performance oh, is wow. more of an art form. Shots fired. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and the other, the only other thing I want to mention here uh, is that the world's largest magic organization is the International Brotherhood of Magicians that publishes a monthly journal called The Linking Ring, which is just too good to pass up. Hmm. Part of the linking web ring. The linking oh, it, ring. oh my gosh! Online magic again. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. But yeah, that's all I got. I would have from here. Uh, they surprisingly they don't actually have a lot of like, uh, like coin references here. I was really hoping to get like the different parts that can be used or common common pieces used in in magic tricks or sleight of hand tricks. Mm-hmm. They have sleight of hand mentioned here. I was probably going to go to something like that. Or um, Shell Game is in here too. So like I was trying to get to like a con uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, but we were in. We were going to be moving in parallel circle, uh, parallel races, regardless. But Sky got there first either way. I guess it was kind of a flip of the coin. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Ooh. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm flipping. I know the odds were small, but I was hoping we would reach. A certain page, and I, I'm going to link you to this. Well, first, let's first let's look at coin flipping. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's coin flipping, coin tossing, or head or t- or head or tail is the practice of throwing a coin in the air and checking which side is showing when it lands, in order to choose between two alternatives. <laughs> I just lo- I just love the fact that this this implies that you you flip the coin and it lands on the ground, and then someone's like, "What do we do next?" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sometimes it's used to resolve a dispute between two parties. It's a form of sort. Was it sort? Sortition. Sort. Sortition. Mm-hmm. Um, which all inherently has two possible outcomes: the party who calls the side that the coin lands on wins. Wow. Um. The. <laughs> the historical origin of coin flipping is the interpretation of a chance outcome as the expression of divine will. Citation wow, needed. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> citation needed there. Uh, coin flipping was owned to the Romans as navia ult caput, ship or head, as some coins had a ship on one side and the head of the emperor on the other. In England, this was referred to as cross and pile. Uh... <laughs> Are you ready for a, a full process? Yes. Yeah. Hit During me. a coin toss, the coin is thrown in the, into the air such that it rotates edge over edge several times, either beforehand or when the coin is in the air. An interested party calls heads or tails, indicating which side of the coin their party is choosing. The other party is assigned the opposite side. Depending on custom, the coin may be caught, caught and inverted, or allowed to land on the ground. When the coin comes to rest, the toss is complete, and the party who called correctly or was assigned the upper side is declared the winner. <laughs> it is possible for a coin to land on its side. We knew you were going to ask this. Usually <laughs> by landing up against an object, such as a shoe, <laughs> or getting stuck in the ground. <laughs> However, even on a flat surface, it is possible for a coin to land on its edge. A computational model suggests that the chance of a coin landing on its edge and staying there is about 1 in 6,000 for an American nickel. Whoa. Citation. Angular momentum typically prevents most coins from landing on their edges unsupported or flipped. Or unsupported if flipped. 
Uh, such cases in which a coin does land on its edge are exceptionally rare, and in most cases the coin is simply reflipped. It may occur that the that the toss is affected by unintentional means, such as not landing on a flat surface, landing up against an object, so, again, such again, as a shoe. such as a shoe. <laughs> or, make, or making contact with a hand in free fall. In cases where such things occur, the coin is to be retossed. That's very Amazing. absolute. Uh, the coin may be any type as long as it has two distinct sides. It needs not to be circulating coin. Uh, larger coins tend to be most popular than, or more popular than smaller ones. <laughs> well, I mean, Some that's just in general coin tosses. Such as the cricket, yeah, right. Such as the cricket World Cup and the Super Bowl use custom-made ceremonial medallions. Oh goodness! And then this headline says three-way. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. three, three-way coin flips are also possible by a different process. This can be done either by choosing two out of three or to choose one out of three. To choose two out of three, three coins are flipped, and if two coins come up the same and one different, the different one loses uh, is out, leaving two players. To choose one of the three, the previous is either reversed, the odd coin out is the winner, or a regular two-way coin flip between the two remaining players can decide. Note that the three-way flip is 75% likely to work every time it is tried if all coins are heads or are all tails, each of which occur one-eighth of of the time due to the chances being 0.5 by 0.5 by 0.5. The flip is repeated until the results differ. It does not require that heads or tails be called. A well-known oh example of such a three-way coin flip, choosing two out of three, is dramatized in Friday Night Lights, originally a book, sequentially film and TV series. What? Where in three Texas high school football teams use a three-way flip. A legacy of this particular, a legacy of that particular 1988 flip, coin flip, was to reduce the use of coin flips to break ties in Texas sports instead of using point system to reduce the frequency of ties. Wait, so apparently this coin flip was so problematic that they changed the rules? Is that how I'm reading that? I guess. I don't why why do they have to why are there three teams? I don't know. I don't know. But it's a well known example, Sky, like, so like we should know this apparently. I like how it was originally a book and then a film and T V series. Yeah. So attempts to resolve things without using a coin flip. The original XFL, a short-lived American football league, attempted to avoid (laughs) coin tosses by implementing a face-off-style opening scramble in which one player from each team tried to recover a loose football. The team whose player recovered the ball got first choice. Because of the high rate of injury in these events, it has not achieved mainstream popularity in any football league. Amazing. Wait a second. Under the United States here, it says... In the United States, when a new state is added to the Union, a coin toss determines the class of the senators, i.e. the election cycle in which the term each of the new state's senators will expire in the U.S. Senate. What? (laughs) Why? Also, a number of states provide for drawing lots in the event of an election uh, ending in a tie, which will usually be resolved by a coin cost or Toin, uh, coin toss. <laughs> a coin toss or picking <laughs> names cost, from a yeah. hat. Wow. Citation needed on that yeah. is what it says. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, yeah. Great. Is there anything else that we should cover here? Uh, so I um, wanted to, uh, in my journey looking at this stuff and apparently not doing a good enough job of checking routes i uh i came across this guy 
uh, I've linked to him, of Percy Diaconus. I'm probably okay. butchering that name. I apologize. American mathematician of Greek descent and former professional magician. He is a professor oh, of yeah. statistics and mathematics at Stanford University. Particularly known for tackling mathematical problems involving randomness and randomization, such as coin flipping and shuffling playing cards. Going down to his biography. What? According to Martin Gardner at school, Diaconus supported himself by playing poker on ships between New York and South America. Gardner recalls that Diaconus had fantastic second deal and bottom deal, which means he was really good at... um, Stacking the deck. Yeah, covertly dealing the second card in a deck, or covertly well, dealing yeah. the bottom card in a deck. So he would... Yeah, sorry. This, this mathematician at Stanford supported himself by cheating at ship-bound poker games. I love wow. it. So, wait, so again, he was stuck in that place with them. Like, if they caught him cheating, he was on a boat in the middle of the ocean. That's a good point. Correct. He had to be uh, well. Either he would he had to be on that boat for the next few months, or he would very swiftly be off that mm-hmm. boat, right? Um, if he ever got caught, what yes. the heck? That's why I I'm very amazed by this. Uh, I Tim, you skipped the uh, Diaconus uh, left home at thirteen to travel with sleight of hand legend Di Vernon. He left home at thirteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To learn sleight of hand. Promise it. He dropped out of high school promising himself. Promising himself that he would return one day. So that he would learn all the math necessary. What I mm, mm-hmm. To read William Feller's famous two-volume treatise on probability theory. An introduction to probability theory and its applications. I'm... S- what? I mean, I mean that's, that's okay, a so pretty common 13-year-old's dream, I would say. You yeah, know? you know what? You're right. I remember. <laughs> I remember when I was 13... And I needed, and I wanted to learn all the math necessary to read William Feller's famous two-volume treatise on probability theory and introduction to probability theory and its applications. Yeah, of course, it's just like it was a long time ago. You know, it's just like a Christmas story when you talk about the Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> what would you like for Christmas? <laughs> I'd like to learn all the math necessary what? to read William Feller's famous two-volume treatise on probability theory, introduction to probability theory, and its applications. Cool. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> Smile. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! He did publish a really good uh, a paper with a really good name. Yes, uh, trailing the dovetail shuffle to its lair. Oh wow! It's great. It's really good. That's good. Which established rigorous oh. results in how many times the deck of playing cards must be ripple shuffled before it can be considered random, according to mathematical measure. Uh, and he's good. the one cited for the simplified proposition that it takes seven shuffles to randomize a deck. To see a deck that no one has ever seen before in the history of mankind. Correct. Nice. That's great. I just love that. Well, it, this it, is this is his job. Like, oh wow. Yeah. I, I feel I it, okay. Like the weird thing is the weird thing is this happened. What it doesn't say exactly when. Hmm. But it, but even so. Like, it, it would have happened, even if it's, like, in his 20s or whatever. That's in the 1960s, 1950s or 60s. Uh, and, I mean, you would expect a story like this to have happened, you know, 
you know, like this is a legend situation. Like, oh yeah, this happened long, long enough, long enough ago that we don't really, you know, we can't really trust the sources. But I guess maybe we might not be able to trust this one either. But also, like some of this is verifiable. <laughs> it's just wild. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. So yeah. Uh, so this the the odds the odds were with you today, Sky. Congrats. I just love on this yeah. on this tossing uh, this coin flipping page the lucky. the the image for it the main image is someone flipping a coin but it also just looks like someone giving the thumbs up to a floating coin. <laughs> nice job, floating Good coin. Good job. Like you know, most whoa, you do what a lot of coins can't do, and I admire that. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, floating coin. Uh, well, thank you for joining us on this journey tonight from card marking to coin flipping. Hope you had some fun uh, seeing how people cheat at things. I know I did. Uh, if you'd like to hear more of our podcast, you can go to wskbcast.blogspot.com or, you know, anywhere you pick up your podcast, we'll be there. You can also find us on Facebook at We Should Know Better as well as our Twitter feed at WSKBCast. Uh, is there anything either of you would like to uh, chime in on tonight? Uh, just that I think the links were marked is all I have to say. Not I'm not accusing you of anything, Sky, but just saying it feels to me like the links possibly were marked. Did you? Were you wearing the special red tinted lenses, Sky? Uh, yeah, mate. You guys didn't see me dab in the back, juicing the, <laughs> juicing the, the links. Uh, yeah, you'll never reveal your secrets, though. That's right. No. <laughs> Excellent. I've got chips to take down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I yeah, I can't believe he would do that. Like, because there's there's nowhere you can go if you get discovered cheating <laughs> on a ship. Yeah. Nope. Oh wow. Well, there's one place you can go, and that's not great. <laughs> Into the ocean, essentially. Yeah. Like, yep. Great. Well, thanks again for joining us tonight. Uh, oh, see you again <laughs> soon. Good night. Good night, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I had, I had, of course, my my the extent of my um searching would be just control effing coin. In various things. I'm like, oh, yeah, this one says coin flipping, but it just goes to coin, so this is fine. <laughs> and, of course, right next to that is just head or tail, which I should have seen and been like, oh, yeah, that's coin flipping. Tim, it's, it's absolutely okay. But it was still, it was still a hilarious. good show. I have no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, it, Every once in a while, I do I do like when we have kind of a shorter mm-hmm. one just to keep, keep people guessing. Keep them on their toes. <laughs> Well, it's also a way to prove that we don't preset these. Oh, right. So, yes. It's true. But, yeah. It's uh, true. This is really good. Excellent. But actually, this works out as well because I still need to change my laundry over. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We got a late start, so I guess an early end doesn't yeah. hurt it too much. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right. Well, I will I will catch up with you all later. All right. Um, thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for getting this game together. I'll, I didn't even know if it was going to work out tonight. So, right, yeah. that did.
Superb. Talk to you later. Awesome. Bye. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.